0: Let's pray together. Most gracious God and Father, in whose will is our peace, turn our hearts and the hearts of all people to yourself, that by the power of your Holy Spirit, the peace which is founded on righteousness may be established throughout the world through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Now at this point if we were all together we would now share the peace. If you don't know what that is, we would turn to one another and recognize that because of Jesus Christ that God accepts and welcomes us as we trust in him. And because of that we have peace with one another as brothers and sisters. So if you're at home, you might just want to turn to those that you're with. You might want to give them a handshake. You might want to give them a high five. You might even want to give them a bear hug. Depends if they brush their teeth this morning. (laughs) But we're just going to turn to one another and use these words. May the peace of the Lord be always with you. And let's respond to one another and also with you. May the peace of the Lord be always with you. And also with you. And now having shared God's peace together, I'm going to read from the scriptures. I'm going to read from the Bible. And I'm reading from the book of 1 Thessalonians. Picking up in chapter 4, starting at verse 13. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 13. But we do not want you to be uninformed, brothers and sisters, about those who have died, so that you may not grieve as others do, who have no hope. For since we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so, through Jesus, God will bring with him those who have died. For this we declare to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive Who are left until the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who have died. For the Lord himself, with a cry of command, with the archangel's call, and with the sound of God's trumpet, will descend from heaven, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive, who are left, will be caught up in the clouds together with them to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will be with the Lord forever. Encourage one another with these words. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
1: My name is the Reverend Jim Waddell. I'm Associate Vicar here in the parish of Chanctonbury, where I oversee the pastoral ministry. And we have just heard from 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 where it was read to us that you may not grieve as others do who have no hope. And I wanted to speak a little bit about hope today. But I want to start with a story. Many years ago, there was a young mother with a baby in arms and she was crossing the hills of South Wales. And as she was crossing those hills a blizzard arose. And it was a violent blizzard that brought snow and wind and all of that. And uh, sadly, she didn't make it to her destination. But after the blizzard had died down, some of the people went out and they found her buried under a mound of snow. What they discovered is that the mother, before she laid down, took off all her outer garments, wrapped them around her baby, and then she uh, cradled the baby and bent over in the snow like this. And to their astonishment, as they unwrapped this bundle, the baby was still alive and well. Well many years later that baby became the Prime Minister of Great Britain and his name was David Lloyd George. Perhaps one of the greatest statesmen that our nation has ever known. Sacrifice and hope go hand in hand. Now we today are remembering the sacrifice of many, many uh, soldiers and others who gave up their lives to give hope to their own, lo- uh, their own loved ones, uh, their own nation and to the generations that were to come after, including us here today. Sacrifice and hope go hand in hand. And in the passage we were reminded of the sacrifice that Jesus made when he went to that cross. And the hope that he secured for us when he rose again. And this comes together because God is perfect and we are not. But it is his sacrifice that enables us to become perfect. And I'll say more about that in a moment. But I'd like to tell you another story before we get to that. In the fourth century a d in Korea, there was a man that had two sons and As they grew up, the older son became the chief justice of the land, and the younger son became an infamous bandit eventually uh, Things caught up with uh, the younger son and the authorities caught him because of all the uh, bad things, the crimes that he'd been up to. But the older brother, the chief justice, loved him uh, beyond compare. He just really loved his brother. So when the younger brother was brought into uh, the courts to be tried, everyone expected that the chief justice would let him go because he loved him so much. But after the hearing, the chief justice sentenced his younger brother to death. And the whole court were astonished. They couldn't believe this had happened. Well, on the day of uh, his execution, the younger brother's execution, uh, the older brother, the chief justice, came to see him in prison. And he said to him, hey, let's swap places. Now, the younger brother hears this and thinks, well, there's no way on earth they'll execute the chief justice. So that sounds like a good exchange. And so uh, the uh, chief justice goes in, uh, in his place. The younger brother goes up the hill to watch the proceedings, to watch what would happen. Well, to his horror, the younger brother's horror, they brought out the older brother. They brought out the chief justice. They brought him to the place of execution and they killed him. And the younger brother is filled with horror and remorse at how this could have happened. And so he runs down the hill and he goes to the guards who've done the execution and saying, no, you've killed the wrong man. And he gives them his name. And the guards say to him, there is no sentence outstanding with anyone of that name. sacrifice and hope go hand in hand. And in that story, we hear of the chief justice, the one who had done no wrong, paying the price for the criminal that was his brother. And in that story, it's as if the chief justice is like Jesus, who has done no wrong, and we are the younger brother, the bandits, who are not worthy Uh, To be treated um, as the older brother should have been treated. Like the chief justice. Jesus paid the price for our death. Why did that need to happen you might ask. Well it goes back to the reality that God is perfect. And we are not. All the wrong things that we have done are kind of like a stain that just coats us. And because of that stain, we are not pure enough to enter into the kingdom of heaven. We cannot because he cannot be in the presence of sin. And because we are imperfect, we cannot access God. And that's where the gospel message hits. Because Jesus has paid the price for our sins so that we can approach God without stains. By dying on that cross, Jesus took what we deserved so that we could get what he deserved. That's the exchange. It's absolutely incredible. The most beautiful exchange we could ever possibly imagine. His sacrifice gives us hope. And today we of course remember the sacrifices of all those who've given their lives in war on our behalf. And we remember that sacrifice. We're thankful for it. And uh, we remember that today. But of course it points to perhaps The greatest sacrifice of all. That Jesus himself laid down his life. He was the perfect human being. Never done anything wrong. That he laid down his life so that we could be free. His perfection for our imperfection. But because he has given up his perfection by dying on the cross. In his resurrection... Uh, where he comes back to life it releases a whole new hope and it lifts us with him from the place of death to the place of life and suddenly the way that God the father sees us is perfect without stain without wrinkle without blemish and we have access to our father in heaven You know, we cannot begin to imagine what eternity is like. It goes beyond our wildest possible dreams. The most incredible experience that we could not begin to imagine. If you can imagine whatever the most amazing thing is, that pales into insignificance compared to the all-surpassing awe Of the reality of the eternal dimension that we are invited into. But that's not all. It's not just about the eternal perspective. It's about the here and the now. You see, in the ups and the downs of this life that we are walking... This life that we are journeying, we are at the beginning of another lockdown. Shorter it might be, but for some of us that might be a really scary prospect. It's perhaps more of a down than an up. But we know that life has its ups and its downs and we're going through this strange time. But he promises that he will be with us in it and his presence releases strength. It releases joy. It releases hope. And that's what we have access to when we say yes to Jesus. Because he gave up his life. He made that sacrifice. So that we could engage with the hope of the gospel that's revealed in Jesus. We get to live this life that we don't deserve because of what he has done. The sacrifice of one has paid for the sins of the many. And because of it, we can be free. But Jesus in the gospel says, no one comes to the Father except through me. And so the invitation is there for all of us. We get to access this world of hope and joy. This world of strength that he promises to those that follow him. We get to access that. All we have to do is say, Jesus, I need you. I cannot do this on my own. And as we remember the sacrifices that those soldiers have made uh, time and time again, we're particularly remembering, of course, the Great War and the Second World War. But we remember those who've given their lives in other battles and other wars too. We remember the sacrifices they've made but it points to the ultimate sacrifice of all time and the invitation that I want to put before you today is to say yes to the invitation that Jesus is offering you new life. I have come, he says, that they may have life and have it abundantly. The promise on offer to you Is abundant life. The promise on offer to me, to all of us, is abundant life. And that's what we have access to today. All it means is inviting Jesus into our lives, recognizing that we're not perfect. So we say, Sorry, Lord, for living my life apart from you. And we welcome him in to be our Lord and our Savior and our friend. And the promise that he brings us is that when we do that, We will have access to the Father, to eternal life. And we can pull on all the resources of heaven. And that's such an exciting journey. I've seen time and time again the Lord move in great power. Miracles, healings, extraordinary provision. Everything because he loves us beyond what we could possibly ask or imagine. So I'm going to draw to a close there remembering that We do not grieve as others do that have no hope because Jesus has offered us extraordinary hope through his sacrifice. I'm going to pray in a moment's time but as I pray, maybe you want to respond to this invitation and if that's true, then just echo in your hearts the words that I say and you today can say yes to the King of Kings, Jesus himself. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the sacrifice of many who gave their lives to ensure a world uh, that would be more hopeful for us. And as we remember that sacrifice, we also remember The sacrifice of your son, Jesus, who died on that cross, paid the price for all the bad things we had done for our sins. And if you want to respond personally, just say after me, Lord Jesus, I thank you that you died in my place. Today, I recognize that I have lived my life apart from you. I'm sorry for not living life as you have called. And today, I say that I am sorry. For all the things that I have done, that have created distance between myself and you, that have caused my life to be stained so that I'm unable to enter your presence. I'm sorry and I ask you to forgive me. Lord Jesus, I invite you into my life. Come and be my Saviour and my Lord. And I invite you to be my friend. And I welcome you to come and lead and guide me that I might hear your voice calling to me, giving me direction, giving me hope, and giving me strength. Lord Jesus, I give my life to you today. And I acknowledge that you are the King of kings, that you are the Lord of lords. And so, Father, I pray now for anyone who has joined me in that prayer this morning. Would you bless them in their homes? May they know your peace. May they connect with your hope and may they find such strength and support in following you from here on forward. And I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. If you uh, have prayed uh, today to receive Jesus, please do let us know. You can email pastor at chanctonbury.org.uk and I will get your email. Uh, You can ring uh, the helpline, um, which James will mention in a moment's time. And uh, we would love to connect with you and help you on this journey. It is the most exciting journey you could ever be on. Thank you so much for uh, listening today. May God bless you.
0: Merciful Father, whose Son Jesus ministered to those in need, Remember for good all who suffer through war, by loss of home or loss of faculties, through loss of friends and loved ones, through loss of security or freedom. Lord, we pray, look upon our world, still torn apart by violence and fighting. And grant success, we pray, to those who work for peace, through him who reconciled men and women to God, and individuals with one another, our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Let's join together in the words of the Lord's Prayer, the prayer that Jesus taught us himself. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, in earth as it is in heaven.